0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Far End of the Bench podcast episode. Fuck, what is it for? Shit, I don't know. We're at episode four. We are coming in hot this week, talking about the NBA playoffs. Talking about the Denver Nuggets making a great, great comeback to Game Seven. Talked about a little bit about the Avalanche uh, making a comeback as well. Three one leads are meant to be broken. Um, this week's center attention: we have Big Jim over here talking about the. I don't want to say poor management because that's how he says. Management of the Colorado sports team. I, I, I rip him a new one about that. i tell you that right now. You're not going to want to miss that. But So that's our center of attention this week. Um, you're going to enjoy this. Uh, thank you for listening. Like we said before, follow us all on all platforms. Don't forget to like subscribe. So I guess, I mean, I really don't want to fucking listen to this, Jimmy. But but they, we've, we've recorded it. We might as well let the people hear it. I guess so. Let's do this. Smile
1: and a couple beautiful girls tell me goodbye. Trucks break down, dogs run off, politicians and fire. By the... Denver sports are at a critical impasse at the moment, and they're look, overlooked and mediocre because of the management. Right now we have the Colorado Avalanche and the Denver Nuggets both fighting for their lives in the playoffs. They have probably four of the best players in the world in each of their sports, with Landis God, McKinnon, and then Jamal Murray and Jokic. Then you also look over at the Broncos, and their management has been fledgling as well. John Elway was a great player. I'm not quite sure if he was as good of an executive as he was on the field. But that's the reason why Denver sports aren't taken as seriously as these other markets who don't have quite as good of teams, like the Bostons, like the New Yorks, and they still get more attention. Right now, if you look at the Colorado Avalanche, if you compare them just to the last team that they won a Stanley Cup championship with, which I know goes all the way back to 2003, they had big, heavy defensemen, and they also had great skill up front, but their skill players could get after it a little bit. Now, I think you got similarities with McKinnon and Forsberg, but you're missing that Adam Foote, that Ray Bork, that guy that can control the blue line and make sure that you don't turn the puck over in your own zone. Over in the Nuggets, you got Jokic, you got Jamal Murray, but you don't really have a third piece. Gary Harris coming back helps, but they could use another superstar or they could just work on the superstars that they have. These owners decide that they want to just make sure that they have enough to get by. They don't want to be great because they don't want to take the risk of losing what they have. I think as a Denver sports fan, as somebody who grew up here, a Colorado native, I would much rather see them be aggressive and start taking chances. Patrick Waugh is one of those guys where you never really knew what you were going to get with him as a coach, but at least he went out there and coached hard. Right now we have Jared Bednar sitting on the bench, kind of sitting back and not really taking control of anything. And we're seeing the level of this, of the play of the avalanche go down because they aren't there mentally in, in this playoff series. And that's really been really upsetting because they have the talent to be able to go as deep as they want to. Unfortunately, I think if they make it past this round, Vegas is too good, and we don't have the depth to back it up. We saw what happened once Eric Johnson went out and Grubauer has gone. Now you got a backup. He's good, but he's not great. A mediocre goalie in Francis, and you got no defense. McCar, you can't lean on a rookie that much. This is his first time this deep into the playoffs. You kind of got to give him some breaks, and right now, Samuel Girard isn't doing what he needs to do. So as long as we continue to see these management teams, For all the sports teams here in Denver, continue to just try and be good and not great. We're going to continue to get our hearts broken in the playoffs. And as Denver sports fans, we need to step up and we need to try and make a stand. And hopefully they listen to us. But at this point, we're just going to become another mid-market team, mid-market sports town that nobody's ever going to expect a championship to come out. And that's why we need to make sure that this management team gets on board with the players in the locker room and the fans in the stands so that we don't become just another wasteland for great players to go to after they lose out on their talent. And that's what I'm upset about this week.
0: Uh, well, I mean, that was you guys obviously just heard Jimmy talk about his center attention, what he's upset about this week. I think we need to, we need to talk about this a little bit because I think uh, I love Jimmy, but I think some of his takes on that are a little bit out there. A little bit. I'm not going to. Uh, I hate to be this guy, but they're a little idiotic. So I'm going to first come at you with the Avalanche management. Right now, if you look at what the Avalanche have done the past six years, ever since the Matt Duchesne trade, which was headed by Joe Sackick, um, we have had Kale McCarr, we've had Bowen Byram, we've had players, young players who aren't even playing right now in the, in our system with the best depth like in the NHL right now. Obviously, we're not coming together. The worst thing that could have happened to the Avs happened. And that's injuries. And so I don't blame management on that. Joe Sack has done a great job. Um, but we're, without Eric Johnson, without Franco, the Avs are struggling. I mean, I agree with that. Without Grubauer. Without Grubauer, too. Uh, sorry, with Franco and Nett.
1: We're, we're, we're going to need to make changes. I completely agree with that. Um, Do you agree with the coaching, at least? No, I think the, that. The management side was more for, for the Nuggets, because I think the Nuggets are just there to fund the Rams. I, I think the coaching is what's really hurting the abs at this point too.
0: I don't know. Benar has, has been has been all over the place. He he's he likes to play fast. Um, for fuck's sake, it feels like a track meet every every time watching the abs play hockey. But like with this team, you have to play at that. The this this play style helps a lot in the Mile High City. Going up and down the ice, run, running the hell out of teams helps when you have home home ice advantage at five thousand two hundred eighty feet. I mean, I mean, this play style works for the Avs, but this situation it doesn't. So I think Bednar is is doing the right things. Injuries is the problem for the Abs. Um, I'm gonna the only uh, I'm gonna keep going at you because we're, I might as well. Um, Nuggets management has also done a great job. This team drafting Bull Bull in the second round. Steal. Drafting Michael Porter Jr., who should have been a top five pick and draft at fourteen. Are you shitting me? His talent level is off the charts. This man can play a lick of defense. He's going to be one a top like he's going to be a top scorer in this league. I don't know about top player yet, but he's going to be a top scorer in this league. Um, that I mean, the the Nuggets and Avs, I think have the two best management. I think the Rockies have the worst. The Rockies uh, just. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I won't even go into that because Burdick is an idiot.
1: I didn't even I didn't even mention them because I don't like. Brightage and and they're not even doing anything. They're at risk of losing one of the greatest third basemen or but, wasting one of the greatest third basemen to ever play. The I'll game.
0: completely agree that the Rockies' management has been absolute ass. Um, but when we talk about Nuggets and Avalanche, I'm gonna go on the side of that. I, I trust them because what they've done so far and what they're what they still have room to do. Um, going into the Broncos, that's a whole other story. L.A. has. Got stars to come in, but hasn't produced as well. I blame that partially on coaching. Um, but I think I think the Nugget, Broncos are in the right direction,
1: I believe. Don't you think that they've gone as far as they can, though, all these teams? Because right now, what are the Avs going to do to make sure that they, they can continue to be one of the top-cup contenders? Because
0: you have to have healthy players. Yeah, it, it, obviously. It, it,
1: injuries it, is bad, especially with as many injuries as they've had right now. Injuries makes this a little bit more difficult. But I think Bednar put himself in the hot seat last night because he can't get his team to play a full sixty minute hockey game. They they look great at times and they look like the stars shouldn't even be there. And then at times they look like they don't even belong in the playoffs. They They're, look like a, a Colorado they look like the Eagles at, at times.
0: We're a very young team. Kale McCarr rookie year technically. Um, Nathan McKinnon's under I think he's twenty seven years old. Scott is twenty nine um, Grubauer is one of the oldest players on the team and he's thirty. I mean, like if you're looking at the youth of this team, that veteran leadership is hurt. Grubauer who's won a who's won a cup is is, is hurt. Eric Johnson, who's played many, many years in this league and knows what it takes to play in the playoffs, is hurt. I mean Jonas Johnsko Jonas sorry, Jonas Donskoy, who kicked us out of the playoffs last year, is also hurt. Like it's it's not, I'm not blaming this on Bednar. If he gets fired, I think it's going to be ridiculous this offseason because this team should st- has at least run it back in the middle of the year if we do get bounced this early. But you have to look at what happened in this bubble. It's it's DNVR podcast said a great thing about this. This year is an asterisk. I mean, everything with this, asterisk, good and bad. Bad because, I mean, anything can happen, but good is, means also anything can happen. It does. Who knows who's going to win on any other night. Um, but we've had – it's not been our month or whatever it has been. Injury prone is not going to help you in any, any
1: playoff series at all. There's just a formula that's been shown, especially in the NHL. Look at the, look at the Knights. They're just as skilled in some positions, but they're a lot bigger, and they can lean on teams and make it very difficult to run them out of any game. I think, honestly, they're going to win the Western Conference. I see them in the Stanley Cup Final. I think this is their year to win it. They've done enough. With the team that they had two years ago getting beat by Washington, I think they've done enough to finally put themselves in position to this is their year for a cup. I think that – I don't disagree with everything that they've done up until this point. I think that they've put together a great team, but I think that this is as far as this team can go. They should have been in a Western Conference Finals. There are obviously some, some things that you can't control. I don't disagree with the asterisks in the bubble. I thought that this was going to help the avalanche. And then you had two players who were injured come back and then get injured again. You can't account for that. But you don't – they lack leadership on the bench and they lack leadership on the ice right now because Landeskog has disappeared for the last two games. Rantanen is hit and miss. He has an assist and a goal possibly in the first half of the game. Then he disappears for the second half. He's had a hole in his stick. All the passes that go his way end up going to the boards. There's
0: just – you know what the problem is? There's no fans. to will shoot. Yeah. <laughs> like for fuck's sake, shoot the puck and hopefully this shoot team comes puck. out. Hopefully this team comes out and fires. I mean, we have to. If if the Nuggets toss anything though, is three-one leads are meant to be broken. So oh,
1: this is. I think it's a great thing because now they have no room for error. You can't say, oh, we'll get them next time. It's like, you know no what?
0: Everyone's doubting us right now. Why the fuck not? Why? I mean, why not? You gotta look at that attitude. Why the hell not? I mean, Nuggets did that right now. We got nothing to lose. This team is. We're, we, I mean, we got blown out. Nuggets got blown out two straight games. Abs yeah. need to come with that attitude and come in like, who the fuck cares? Like, we, we, we were the favorites. Now we're not. Now we're down three one. Um, we need to show our guts and we like as Carmageddon said two years ago, guts all over the, all over the place. This team needs to show that again. I believe they will. I hope they do. I hope they can make a series as much as the Nuggets have.
1: Um. They gotta but. they gotta take a, a page out of one of my favorite movie series, the Rocky series, when Rocky's going back with Apollo and he's telling them like you gotta have some hunger, you gotta have a drive. I'll do it tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. You gotta come out, you gotta put everything out on the ice. Every single time. Every single minute of that game, they should be putting somebody in the boards, they should be taking the puck and putting it on net because they've made this goalie I can't pronounce his last I think it's Buhoven or something. Kudobin. Like that, Kudobin. They've made him nervous. They've shown that they can beat him. They just got unlucky a couple a couple games. But now everything has to come together. You got to have all your star players play that 300-headed monster shirt that I know you guys saw on our social media pages. They have to come to play. Shout out to DNVR. DNVR, that's that's a great shirt. Hopefully at some point we can start making merch that, that looks as cool as that. And the big C's got to come prove that he's going to win the Calder trophy. I I'm not going to be too hard on him on that goal that he let up yesterday. The game
0: was basically over still too, but yeah. it,
1: it was it, it's just a a, it's a symptom of the disease that's been plaguing them and when you turn the puck over that many times in your own zone, it's bound to happen at some point. That was just unlucky that it was him. It, it, this is this is a good chance for everybody to step up and and who knows? If they push it to 7, I'll be happy. Even if they don't win the series, I'll be happy. If they push it to seven, that's great because they've shown their heart. They've shown that this is a team that they can move forward with. A couple more pieces. Obviously, there's going to be some free agency. You get a draft next year. Um, and you'll have Kadri for did they have Kadri all season or did he was he kind of a mid-season He, he was
0: in and out. yeah, he was in and out of injury, um, but he he basically played the whole year.
1: You've got some free agents that have come in and have made an impact. Kadri I Kadri think Kaddri
0: can't take three penalties like he did the other no,
1: he he up. was definitely the stars were using their experience against the abs because they were just goading him the stupid goading that, them into stupid that
0: that, that was Toronto Maple Leafs Kadri, where he takes dumb penalties and puts the, puts his team behind. I mean, you Like, that game the other night, they were scoring basically only on, I mean, besides Kales and a few other ones, basically on power play goals. And that, you can't fucking have that in the playoffs. I mean, when you're already manned down with injury prone, like, what the hell? Like, Kadri needs to, he, he has the A on his jersey right now with Eric Johnson out, and he needs to show why he deserved that. And I hope I hope he's able to come back, but, he, I mean, you, gotta, you can't take dumb penalties. You yeah. can't be an assistant captain now and
1: do that. I think – I know what he was trying to do. I think he was trying – you know, sometimes you just got to go a little bit overboard to make – because there was no fire on the ice. And the Avs looked defeated at that point in the game. It's tough giving up two big power play goals right in the first period. That didn't didn't go well. Uh, They basically got outplayed. The Stars outplayed them at their own game where they were running up and down the ice. They had spurts where they are fine. I thought they, they were going to come back and have another comeback victory. I thought that it, we were going to have a, a great, happy podcast. We are going to be here at 2-2. Two two. Uh, but last night I felt like you were going to feel – you know, last week when we opened the podcast, you said that you thought you were going to have to drink yourself to sleep last night. I, I'm going to tell you, I had a few more beers than I was intending just because it was so difficult to watch. Luckily, the Nuggets – I mean – for as much shit as I give the Nuggets, they they look pretty good. Jamal Murray.
0: Yeah, we need we need to apologize real quick because we've been recording for eleven minutes now, and how the hell we haven't talked about Jamal Murray yet is an absolute travesty. The man is completely unconscious. Let's let's just let's just look at. I mean, last night fifty points. I mean, the man literally took over the ball game. Game before that forty two points. Game before that fifty points. The and do or die games. This man has been unreal. Yeah. Like. There's a reason why he's yelling. You can't fucking guard him, guard him. Because I mean, he, you can't. I mean, the it's gonna be. We got ourselves to a game seven, and when you get to a game seven, literally anything can happen. Doesn't matter. Home court's out the window. Obviously, we would have had it if we, if we were, it would have been rocking at the Pepsi Center. But game seven, no home court. You gotta see who's got bigger balls and who's gonna come to who's gonna come to play. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, this Nuggets team
1: is primed and ready to roll. I have more confidence in the Nuggets because I know that their coach, their bench is going to be on fire, and I think Gary Harris last night coming back, uh, I think he, he was huge. Just huge. just being on the court, he just added a defensive presence on the court. That was great. Um, we did hit, they, did we they hit, stop yeah. the high pick and roll? Did they? Kinda? We did
0: for the most part. Yeah, we had fucking Jordan Clarkson going off for twenty five points in game three and four. With Gary Harris not starting, coming off the bench, you completely obliterate Jordan Clarkson. That's the only offense they have on the bench. Let Royce O'Neill shoot the ball. Let Tony Brown, I mean, the dude's terrible. The, or Troy Bradley, sorry. Let Troy Bradley sit in the post. That man can't guard Mason Plumley. Mason Plumley's our third best center behind Bo Yes, I said that. But he's the third best center on the team. Are you kidding me? Like, this team is so deep. Utah, if they make it, if Utah wins game seven, I guarantee you, that Clippers are going to beat them in four. There's no depth on this team whatsoever, and the Nuggets finally exposed that. The first, the first, te- the first group finally grew a pair of balls. Said we're going to commit to playing defense. Jeremy Grant has locked down. I mean, he has locked down Donovan Mitchell, but he's come to play on defensive end. You have Torrey Craig, who's done a great job. Jokic is now playing defense. Where the hell that was the first four games? I don't know, but he's finally come to play. Like this team is primed and ready to roll. I'm, I'm, I'm. Hyped! Tomorrow is obviously my birthday, so I'm gonna be gearing up. I mean, on September 1st for this Game Seven. Um, hopefully, he comes out on top for us, though. But like, I, I I couldn't be more hyped about this team. Last year, I was about to lose my fucking mind about this team, but now Jamal Murray. No matter what stand you have politically, whatever it may be, Jamal Murray is playing with a heart on his sleeve, and you can't help but love that as a fan of sports. We are seeing one of the greatest. Matchups between two, and I'm saying the superstars because they are two superstars in a single, fucking playoff series that we have ever seen. Going back to fucking Jordan versus Mike or against Karl Malone in the finals, or whatever maybe Jordan gets Magic. I, I mean, I don't think there, there has this. been
1: this. It's just two guys that are just going off, and whoever. Because Donovan Mitchell's still balling out crazy. There's 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 there's
0: four, there's four times in NBA history a player has scored fifty plus points twice. Yep. Two of them are in this fucking series. Yep. Donovan Mitchell in game three and game five or yep game no it was game it was game one game and one. it was game one and game yeah. three and now Jamal with fifty in game six and game four. Like are you
1: kidding me? No like, Jamal, this, Jamal Murray. I, I watched a little bit of the, of the first quarter before I, I left my cousin's house and. I'll take back everything that I said about him. He's I a hope superstar. You he's a superstar. He's earning that contract. I was very upset with him the way that he'd been playing up until that. Obviously, I don't know basketball as well, but he's got that. He's got the personality that you can get behind. He's got the personality like Jokic is a silent. He's a silent assassin. He doesn't really say too much outside of everything. Murray, yeah, I know you could be pissed off with whatever he's been saying. It's it's a tough time in the country, but he's taking that. That's why I love sports so much. That's why sports coming back is a great thing for everybody because you can take this as an outlet and yeah they're athletes but they're doing something more with what they're what they're doing on the court it's not just basketball it's basketball for a bigger reason and that is that's one of the things that this bubble has created yeah it's fucked up a whole bunch of other stuff you can't predict anything that's going to happen no home court no fans in the stands nothing like that but They're taking advantage of what they have. They're taking advantage of the opportunity that's given, and that's all you can hope for as an athlete is to get an opportunity, and that's what they have tomorrow night. Game 7.
0: This Game 7, like I said, anything can happen. I expect full-blown – I mean, I I heard an analyst, Rob Perez, say this. I was like, I would not expect – for, I, I would expect Utah tomorrow night to play a fucking box and one with the box guarding Jamal Murray. To all those non-basketball fans out there, box and one is four people in a zone and one guy go, face guarding another guy. I would expect four guys to be fucking guarding Jamal Murray because they're going to make everyone else beat you. And I'm going to tell you right now, we have, we have the depth. People people overlooking Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, he didn't have a good scoring night the other night, but he was plus 21. 13 rebounds. The man did other things, and he was great defensively. You saw at the game, the lineup was Jamal Murray, Torrey Craig, um, Jeremy Grant, Jokic, and uh, Michael Porter Jr. Those, at the last four games... Being a series, you couldn't play Michael Porter Jr. at the end of games because his defense was horrendous. He has taken it personally to grab offensive or grab defensive rebounds, have Jokic just worry about blocking out Gobert, not necessarily get the rebound, and having the ball fall to him and him take that advantage. Okay. And that's what that's been huge for them. Michael Porter Jr. has been unreal. Jeremy Grant is going to be the power, starting power forward of this this ball club going forward. I love Paul Millsap and everything he's done in his career, but Jeremy Grant's a starting power forward. I'm sorry, he is, and and he's playing outstanding. Gary Harris returning, like, well, who can say more? He brings that juice, to the second unit that took them over the top last night, and I hope that it continues game seven. I mean, I'm probably just spitting all this gibberish, and we're gonna fucking lose tomorrow. I'm, I'm saying that because I can fucking jinx myself. So
1: like. Did, uh, who knows? Th- who did Barkley guarantee a win for? Because that's been kind of I a- swear to God, he
0: fucking guarantees <laughs> tomorrow I'll lose my shit.
1: Yeah. Uh, this It's good. I think the young players for the Nuggets have really stepped up, and you're starting to see, you know, it's technically Porter's rookie year. He's kind of stepped up in big situations. You weren't expecting – I mean, you probably were expecting that at some point, but it's happened a little bit faster. That's that's another thing that this bubble's doing. It's microwaving guys' development. Because I think Mason Plumlee is going to show up. And going great forward, game. He had a great game going forward, he's going to be another big that you can rely on. I think you know the only the only downside to this is that when you're facing elimination for as many games as they have been, you can't play the young guys that could use some of this experience. I think if you could get Bull Bull into the game and he wasn't going to be, you know, if he if he wasn't gonna, he's not a liability necessarily, but if he wasn't a rookie and has the possibility to make rookie mistakes, you can maybe mess around with the lineups a little bit, get him some playing time, but. The guys that you're putting out there and you're expecting, you know, you weren't expecting anything coming into the playoffs, but you're putting them out there and they're doing their job is Plumley and Michael Porter last night with his defense. All I've been saying is don't have him play any offense during the summer. Just have him guard your best offensive player and see what he can do so that he can learn some defense. Plus 21 is, is a hell of a game for him. And they're, they're looking, the Nuggets are trending in the right direction. The Avalanche after last night. You know, who knows with the back-to-back, that's always a wild card too. Uh, we have a, we're have it. we recording this on Monday night when the Avs are going to be playing in their elimination game. Uh, so hopefully we don't get pissed off towards the end of this episode. But I, I would say I have more confidence in the Nuggets making it to the next round of the playoffs than I do in the Avs. I'm hoping that I jinx myself. Uh, I hope I, I'm hoping that I jinx the Avs, and then I hope that the Nuggets can just take – the positive energy that they're starting to build and use that because that's this is going to be huge. This is going to be the next step for these, you know, this is a Broncos city. This is the next step for those second and third teams to possibly move into the limelight and take over some of that press. And they're earning it, they're not giving, they're not being given the extra press, they're earning the extra press. And I think that's a great thing moving forward for the abs and for the nooks
0: this is the most hype the denver Nuggets have had since carmel anthony was running 15 for them mm-hmm. it, it has been a very very long time since i've been more juiced for a playoff series and more excited. Obviously, last year was a lot of fun. Beating San Antonio and then going to Game 7 with Portland, that was a lot of fun. I mean, we were raw there. This year now we're expecting to be good, expecting to be there, expecting to show up and show our potential. But going back to your previous point, Bull Bull, I mean, he, he should not be getting missed right now. The one thing my dad used to talk, to, talk about with Chris and um, when it came playoff, Birdman Bird for man, everybody. Yep. Chris Anderson back in the 2009 Denver Nuggets days is that bench shortens to eight people. You you can't play your starters are gonna play 35 plus minutes minutes a night. That's just the the reality of this. Because I love PJ Dozier, he's gonna be a raw talent. Bo is a raw talent too. Whether they, they play well for the Nuggets in the future or they get traded or whatever it may be, that's good. But they're not, they're not they're not our main guys right now. They should not be getting bench minutes minutes, especially with Gary Harris coming back. That bench should consist. Of only Gary Harris, um, whoever start if if Paul Millsap and um, Jeremy Grant start, that defense or that bench consists of Gary Harris, Michael Porter Jr., Mason Plumlee, um, and uh, th- that's basically it right there. I see, I see. I mean, that's that's the lineup right there. That's those three with obvi- with two stars in constantly Jamal, Monte Morris, Torrey Craig, Jokic, um, and Millsap. I mean, like. Those eight, I think it's eight, maybe I said nine, I don't know, eight, nine guys, you should not be extending more than that. Your starters need to play those extra minutes because like we saw last night, Jamal Murray is going to be unconscious mm-hmm. if he's going to keep playing. Like, it's, it's, it's been unreal. It's been so much fun to watch. If you don't like, if like if you're not a basketball fan, do me a favor, watch game seven. Watch this, watch, watch Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray just absolutely go off and just have an absolute heyday and Win or lose on on tomorrow night, I'm so damn proud of this team. I I I was ready to ship everything, trade everyone for Bradley Beal last week. I mean, I didn't say that, <laughs> but I was
1: thinking in my mind and I think you did say that. I'm I might I might have. I think you but, you asked the Bradley Beal's fan base to put in a good word with the management.
0: Like like it, it's this team is showing their grit and showing their love for each other and showing that this team can make a run. To everyone that thinks Jokic has been trashed too, like. You don't watch basketball. Jokic does so many more things than score points and fill up stat sheets. Like you need, to, you need to pay attention because this Denver Nuggets team is going to win a championship within the next five years. I'm telling you, it may, it may, not be this year, may not be next year, whatever it may be. But the young depth of this team is just
1: absolutely real. This is one of those times where I'm so glad to be proven wrong. I'm so I, I don't mind having the wrong take. I don't mind telling people that these guys aren't ready. I agree with you. I'm proud of the Nuggets so far. Hopefully it continues on. It would be nice to maybe win a series in less than seven games. That might be something maybe we strive for yeah, next year. Yeah. Um, but Make I think our lives
0: a little more easier.
1: Yeah, I don't – that's the avalanche and the Nuggets. So our blood
0: pressure doesn't shoot through the fucking roof.
1: The avalanche and the Nuggets are doing a number on my arteries and my heart at this point. But it's a good it's a good feeling. It's it's one of those things where you can't really – there's nothing bad that you can say about it. Um for the Nuggets, for the Avalanche, we'll see about what, what happens tonight. But they still got they still got plenty of time in their championship window, I think. Hopefully, you you got two more years with Landeskog, and then I think it gets a little bit rough. But there there's potential for these teams. Hopefully, management in my eyes doesn't screw the pooch on some of these some of this stuff. I think they need to add more pieces on both teams to be a little bit be a little bit better, get some more minutes out of some guys. Uh, but but I I mean. The Nuggets last night made it a, a lot easier time going to bed as a Denver fan than than I was going to be after that avalanche. Yeah,
0: not to beat a dead horse, but going back to the Denver Nuggets um, management team, Tim Conley has done an incredible job. The man turned down the the New York job, turned down the Brooklyn job. The man is here to stay. He ter- he he's he sh- he's showing that he wants to be here, wants to build around Nikola Jokic. Wants to build around Jamal Murray. He's done a pretty good job so far. Hopefully this can continue. Obviously, um, Masai Ujiri, who was one of the best um, GMs in the whole league, we lose him in the early 2010s, and him he built a championship in um, Toronto. Tim Conley was underneath was underneath in Masai while he was here, and hopefully he sees that same recipe that made Toronto succeed last year, and hopefully he can build upon to this Denver Nuggets team. In, in, I mean, this year, if not this year, but in the offseason in the future to make us even more deadly in the
1: playoffs. Who do you think – what what position do you think would be best for the Nuggets to bring in to make sure that this championship window is open? Who do you think they need to get in the offseason? Do they need to get somebody in the offseason? Um, because I think that's going to be a key – for both these teams moving forward. I what I'm, I'm,
0: I'm going to save the what the Nuggets need to do in the offseason until next week because we we're still not allowed on in the offseason. But I do think we need a better play out of our two guard position. Jamal's played great. Monte Morris is a great point guard. He's a great backup point guard. Gary Harris, if he's able to come back healthy and strong, then we're completely fine. But it's more about developing this player. You need consist- consistency out of Jamal, you need consistency out of um, Jokic. I mean, this this team is – they're prized to make a run. Um, we're a very young team, like I said. It's more about development. Can Jeremy Grant be a Paul Millsap like he was at the beginning of 2010s with the Hawks where he was an all-star, with the Utah Jazz where he was a part of that Utah team with Darren Williams, AK-47, and Mehmet Core. Like, you got to be able to develop your players. Um, not having Steve Hess around anymore, the old strength and conditioning coach who's absolutely – Animal and freak. If you ever heard about Steve, do me a favor and just look him up. The dude's an animal, he's, he's about four foot eight. I shit you not, four foot eight, and a full head of dreadlock hair, and he's just insane. South get, African he used whirling dervish. You used, used to get those Denver Nuggets just absolutely roaring. I don't know if, if we, the strength and condition, I trust the management did a great job with that. Um, but you need to build muscle on Bull Bull, build muscle on Michael Porter Jr., get consistency out of your stars, and this team. Is a team that's going to be have to, you're going to have to deal with for many years to come.
1: Keeping with that point, I want to move over to the Eastern Conference uh, because we can come back and, and talk about the matchups for the second round of the Western Conference. But uh, Miami ends up taking Game One against Milwaukee. I, 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 I'm
0: telling you right now, y'all, y'all should have listened to me. I called it. Did I or did I not call it? My Miami is far. Oh, I can't say this. Not far better, but they are a much better team than the Milwaukee Bucks. But well, they, they, keep
1: on. They seem to have a lot more depth, but. With the strength and conditioning, you see what happened when when Giannis started getting into the weight room a little bit, mm-hmm. and he turned into the Greek freak. Exactly. So I think that there's there's some positives to look for. You got to make sure that they stay in the weight room. Got to give MBJ and Bull Bull should spend twice as much time in the beginning of the summer in the weight room than they do on the court. <laughs> exactly. let's, just, let's just say that. But uh, Jimmy Butler woke up in the second half. Miami. Jimmy
0: Butler's been there. Let's not talk about white waking up. He's he's been there. People just don't talk about him. But I agree, keep going. And then in
1: the, in the other matchup, Boston, I think I don't know. It seemed like it was surprise it was a surprise with everything I've been seeing on social media and ESPN that they took game 1 and kind of dominated Toronto. Uh, was it a case of Toronto not showing up or is Boston maybe a little bit more of a sleeping giant than people thought?
0: No, no, Boston is not a sleeping giant. I mean, they were I think might have been our first episode together on your old podcast, or whatever it may be. My original take was Boston and the Lakers in the finals. Um, Boston has a lot of great depth. People sleep on Kemba Walker way too much. Cardiac Kemba, going back to his UConn days. There's something about that mindset where it's do or die. Kemba just turns it up a notch. He didn't have the players with the Charlotte Hornets or Bobcats, whatever it was. Um, he, but now he has the players around him where he could thrive. Jason Tatum is coming to his form. I mean you got to you got to you got to hope Ennis Cantor can play good defense coming forward and be that big man uh, if you do face in Miami or Milwaukee in the second round um, sorry not second round third round but, like, th- that boss team has a lot of great tough. That's what I was going to say. Playoffs, like, like we said in the first episode of, when we talked about the NHL playoffs and NBA playoffs with our predictions, this, this is going to come down to depth and who's got the legs behind them. Mm-hmm. Who, can, who can step up and be there? Are, are, I mean, you can have MPJ come off. You can have Jamal Murray go off. You can have – Kemba Walker go off. You have Jalen Brown. I mean, you got to have these players that maybe is not in the face of everyone, that's not your all-star, whatever maybe, may be, but they show up on a nightly basis and come to play. Marcus Smart has been incredible in that series as well. I mean, I expect Toronto, though, to come back defensively. That's one of the great things Nick Nurse does is he comes back and makes great coaching adjustments. So I would not sleep on Toronto returning coming Back though,
1: that's the benefit that you get in hockey and basketball when you have the playoffs in a series is that you can maybe take game one as a loss, but then you get film and then you can kind of move forward. Football, it's do or die, you, you got to be you got to show up in the game or it, it's over. Uh, but going like thinking back, some of these teams that won championships that you had the stars on, it's kind of the role players that always get them there. Like Miami, when they came back 3 1, you have or not 3 1. Miami when they beat uh, San Antonio, you had the Ray mm-hmm. Allen shot, yep. and Ray Chris, Allen's one of the greatest shooters of all time. You forget you forgot about that before he hit that.
0: Chris Bosh was an incredible yeah, rebound. Chris Bosh, and,
1: and it's all the it's, it's who you have behind those superstars that can kind of prop them up. If you don't have the foundation, it's like a house you're gonna crumble.
0: Your, your superstars are gonna come to play. Everyone knows that, but can you get production out of the rest of your crew? Can the team show up together and be there and be that extra boost? To say your star players aren't having their nights, will they be there to be back them up and sh- and come out with wins? That's going to be the problem. That's going to be a thing going to the rest of these playoffs in the NHL and NBA. But I need to go back to this Miami Heat thing because the Heat culture. In the, down, and down in South Beach has been incredible. I mean, this team, they're pro- more than likely on coming right now. This is an early prediction, but they're going to get Victor Oladipo in the offseason. is going to ask for a trade or whatever it may be. And this team's already going be already in contention to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Miami he can make a deep run. They're, the Milwaukee Bucks aren't playing the Orlando Magic in a second round. This ain't no walkover where you can just have Giannis go to town on a bunch of, not scrubs, but a bunch of players who should not be even Touching Giannis' to skill level. Mm-hmm. So this is not that. You have Bam bio who can play lockdown defense. Milton, I'll give him that. He played great tonight. But Jimmy Butler's, if he can match him, I would not be very surprised this game series ends in five. I know I called it in six, but, I mean, if if Tyler Hero, if Duncan Robson, if Goran Dragic is shooting the lights out of the ball, Milwaukee's not going to have an answer. They're going to have zero answers at all. N- not at all. And you can't rely heavily on Giannis to shoot the ball. Because no, I mean, I'll be honest, I mean, your best shooting day ever is better than Yonks' best.
1: I'll be, I mean, that's that's, say a, that's pushing it. That's, pushing
0: it. But it's a little bit
1: of hyperbole, but – uh, yeah. Your
0: shooting percentage is probably about the same for three-point line. I'm going to tell you that. Oh, from the three-point line maybe.
1: I get hot sometimes. I get in a streak sometimes. My dad did bless me with a corner three. Uh, but, you know. Well, I don't know about that, but – Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't see it when I worked out in college. It, it's gotten better. But um, – with the Western Conference now, you have both Los Angeles teams moving on. Clippers had a little bit tougher time with Dallas than people were expecting. Uh, I think we saw we saw the emergence of a new superstar in Luca. I wouldn't say new, but but now superstar. he's he's announced playoff superstar. Yep. playoff superstar. He's now made his first run. He's the first. Uh, I saw it before I I came over here. He's the first player in his first NBA playoff run to average forty points, eight assists. And, and there's some – I can't remember the rebounds, but he he had a great series, and he, he had some fire to him. Uh, there was that guy who had to hold him back. I can't pronounce his name last night, but he got fouled hard, and then he got up and was going to go after somebody. Boban. Boban, don't, yeah. Don't, he, don't he had disres- to hold him. Back. Don't
0: disrespect him. I'm not the, disrespecting Mr. him. I honestly Mr. couldn't know him. Mr. Know John Wick Boban Marjanovic, don't, don't disrespect him. Was,
1: the best picture on social media yesterday was when, when Boban Boban's had his – yeah. yeah his, Big big old hands. He's a big guy. But um, with the both Los Angeles teams now getting to wait it out to see how these other series end. Um, whoa, wow. I just got to the, – the ads are up 3-0 in the first period. So maybe, maybe well, we no, can no, continue. We're, we're
0: not saying anything because obviously we haven't watched this. And Let's we're continue good, to shit so. on the avalanche so <laughs> that that they continue to be – yeah. so.
1: uh, But now with the Lakers and the Clippers getting to rest – what do you see coming in the second round of the Western Conference?
0: I just need to apologize again. I mean, like, I doubted LeBron way too much. I doubted Anthony Davis. I, I was an idiot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, basketball gods. I apologize for doubting the greatest player of all time. Yep, I just fucking said that. And, and, and doubting one of the best big men in the league. Are you, like, the Lakers? Oh. If if the Lakers match up with Houston, it's going to be a little bit of trouble because they don't have the guard play. But who the fuck is going to guard Anthony Davis on that on that um, on that Rockets team? I, I, OKC is they're a good story, but they're not going to, they're not going to make any damage. I think Houston wins this next game and they, they move on and play the Lakers. But like who the hell is going to guard Anthony Davis? PJ Tucker is going to need a fucking um, oxygen machine to. After one night of guarding Anthony Davis, and then you have to worry about LeBron. You can't put Harden on LeBron. Like, are you like is Daniel House going to guard LeBron? What the like? The mismatch is there. I mean, you could say the same. You don't you don't have anyone to guard Russ. You don't have anyone to guard Harden. But wait, LeBron James is still fucking there. So all you have to do is lock down one of them. If one goes off for sixty points, who the fuck cares? Because if one guy scores sixty points and the rest of the team doesn't do shit, you're going to win the game. And and. I, I mean, I expect the Lakers to win this next round, go to the Western Conference Finals, hopefully against the Nuggets. But, the, I mean, having LA Western Conference Finals will be lit. The Clippers versus Lakers would be a lot of fun to watch. But they're, they're going to steamroll through The Lakers are going to steamroll through whoever the, their second-round opponent is. I don't doubt that. And I Like I said, I apologize, basketball gods, because LeBron is fucking LeBron.
1: <laughs> LeBron is LeBron. Uh, right now, OKC is up uh, by six on Houston about halfway through even the if they go, the
0: e- Even if OKC is able to pull us off game seven, Russ is going to go off or they'll, they'll have something. I don't know.
1: But, you, you still have confidence in the Clippers? I mean Cl- – do you think it was bad that they, it took them six to beat the Mavericks, or do you think it was warranted? Grant, given that Luca was playing out of his mind. He, like we
0: said last week, Pandemic P wasn't there. Like, are you yeah. sure? Sh- like the dude wasn't playing at all. I mean, he wasn't playing. He was playing, but he literally did as much did as much as me sitting on my couch at home watching the game. Mm-hmm. The dude wasn't was shooting bricks from the field. Didn't do anything. He showed up in Game Six. Very proud of him for that. He's not going to get rid of that Pandemic P nickname. I'll tell you that, but. This team can – they. I mean, you got to think, they also don't have Patrick Beverly still back. They're starting Reggie Jackson. Patrick Beverly adds an extra level of defense. Montrez Harrell isn't fully healthy. He's in playing minutes, but he's, you can tell he's not fully there. This time in between um, them having to wait on the nuggets Jazz series to end and, and ending the series in six like, like they did against – Dallas gives him a little more health so he can regain his confidence. Um, the clippers have like like we said the nuggets clippers have so much depth that's the one thing to, that they had the advantage over the the Mavericks. Luka's a great story. Mavericks were so much fun to watch, but
1: be, clippers are de- have depth. The Mavericks will be good moving forward they got a huge they, will e- be. they they're like the Eastern Bloc all- star team at this point with all the former Soviet Union states. Uh, with uh, Boban and, and Luca and then Porzingis. Porzingis, so I, I think that they'll be pretty decent moving forward. I kind of see them kind of moving up in the Jazz, them in the Jazz kind of fighting for the three four. Moving, I, I don't know about three four, but I mean, I, Utah is going to
0: be Utah going to continue to be good. If I mean, this is something we haven't talked about with the Utah series. If the Nuggets do win Game Seven, I'm, I'm going to say it right now, Donovan Mitchell is going to call for a trade. He was fucking pissed. There was two chairs. I mean, are you are you okay in that chair there? Because like, because yeah. Gobert fucking Spartan kicked the chair out of the blue, and then my I mean, I'm looking at my fucking bike right there. But Jamal or Donovan Mitchell obliterated the fucking bike that was on the sideline too. Like those twos were losing their mind. If you looked at Donovan Mitchell the post game presser too, he was just deflated. He was like, I really just this really just fucking happened. I'm getting no help and. He could ask for a trade. He could end up in Miami. I mean, you see every fucking player in the league with a Miami jersey edited on them. So why not? I mean, like, if they if Nuggets win Game Seven, you could see that. So I don't know about Utah. Dallas needs pieces around them. Seth Curry is a great player. Tim Harwood Junior. Great player, but Maxi Clayber, eh? I don't know. You need. They have good depth. Like, just they just need a few more pieces. I don't know whether that'd be another center. Maybe they go out and get Boogie this off season, yeah, because um, they've been linked to him for a little bit now. Uh, maybe you trade for trade for Blake Griffin. Like you can have Porzingis play the five. I don't know. Whatever it may be, like they need one more piece, I believe, to be that top four seed in the West. They're going to be a they 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 solidified themselves as a, as a playoff team. Now they just I think need those either secondary pieces that are better than what they have right now or another star to push them over the top.
1: If there's any executive that I trust in the NBA, it's Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban is one of the so, best, the best
0: businessmen, I, like think, I think.
1: There there's a reason why Dallas
0: has never been terrible. I mean, yeah. they, once once Mark Cuban stepped in and Dirk came came over to Dallas, that franchise has never been not good.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I mean they
0: were a few years ago when they had Luka, but at the same time you could argue they were still building for the future
1: and Dirk was at the end of his tenure. Pro pro sports goes in cycles, and they were on a down cycle, but now they've kind of turned it around. Mark Cuban knows that, and he doesn't panic. So I, I think that they have I have confidence that they'll be pretty good moving forward too. The yeah. uh, NBA playoffs are pretty exciting. I mean, on the Western side, the Eastern side you so need, far. You, you
0: been, need to pay, tune in every night. Yeah, like the NBA NBA playoffs. It's it's what I hope for when I set the predictions.
1: I want March Madness. I want Insanity, and we've had nothing short for that. It's been It's been a lot of. You've had a lot of upsets. You've had a lot of series go longer than people were expecting. There's a reason
0: why the NBA is where amazing happens. As that commercial did back in
1: the 2010s, there's a reason why great things happen in this league. Now the other recap that we can go over with the playoffs. Uh, all the series right now are 3-1. So there's some not a lot of intrigue as to what's going to happen. There is some surprises with the Islanders on the Eastern Conference and I think the lightning the NHL, you, yep. you were yeah you were um, saying that the lightning were gonna fizzle out but they've kind of they did make some moves to get a little bit grittier they have some playoff they fight to play. to them. No,
0: they come to play that's for and,
1: sure. and Boston they they got in Boston's head the other night scored seven on them um, and they they had to pull their third put their third year goalie in and they pulled their goalie so the, the Eastern Conference is pretty exciting. Um, I don't necessarily th- – the Islanders are one of those teams that they're on such a hot streak that maybe they may make it out of the Eastern Conference. The shout-out problem.
0: for the one time, Semyon Varlamov, call, making making the abs proud. Dude didn't have a time anymore here, but couldn't couldn't be
1: prouder of Barley for showing out for that. Barley's them. definitely made himself a, a household – not necessarily a household name, but he's made himself a name in this playoff series in the bubble. Vegas looks absolutely dominant. Yeah, like I
0: said before, they're, they're... – their size is incredible. Lanier has played unbelievable. I mean, you don't even have to go to you do have to go to Flurry. Yeah. a fucking Hall of Famer. Are you kidding me? That's when you have a goalie playing as good as Lanier has. You don't and you don't have to go to your Hall of Fame goalie. That's a great problem to have. Like. What? Like, are you kidding me?
1: Vegas has a backup goalie in a National Hockey League commercial right now. Sh-
0: Sh- Chicago is, I mean, the Blackhawks, stupid for trading Lanier, first of all. They've done a lot of stupid things. I mean, I do the Blackhawks aren't my most hated hockey team. The Red Wings still are, and any Az fan, this should be the same. But the Blackhawks are right up there, and Lanier, trading Lanier, stupid. Trading Panarin, back in the day, stupid. They, I mean, they've their management, keeping their core intact, they did win Stanley Cups, but... Right now, they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're relying on they—they they relied on Kirby Doc and a bunch of role play like young guys. Hopefully, I mean, not hopefully, but maybe they'll be better better going on. But they made stupid—they made some mistakes.
1: I mean, they're pressing me against the Canucks too. They're up three one right now, and the Canucks are a, a scrappy team. They're trying to get that. Oh, no, they'll fall back.
0: They'll—they'll—they'll they'll, they'll give it up serious. That's for sure. They're
1: trying to get that monkey off. There, it's tough being the only Canadian team left because then you're the Canadian team trying <laughs> to break a, the stigma of not being able to win the cup. So I think they might. I mean, the couple, the last couple of games, they've been getting ran out of the arena, and that might be might have something to do with it. Uh, Boston's been my biggest surprise. I thought that they were gonna make this really tough on the Lightning. Nikita well, Kucherov and uh, Point, I think Brayden Point, Braden yeah. Point have been absolute monsters. Um, it, we'll talk about it later, but Nikita Kucherov is a man on a mission. H-
0: Hollick has shown why he's not yeah. no longer starting goalie in this league. He was for the longest time with the Carolina Hurricanes, and then they shipped him to Boston. I mean, it's Hollick has experience in the playoffs, but that experience – is not going to show up against a team that is firing on all, cinders, all cylinders.
1: It's definitely a big step away. I thought it wasn't as big of a step down with Hollick.
0: No, the first round it wasn't. I mean, they, Hollick yeah. played well, but this round it's showing. It's it, 100% showing.
1: So uh, there's pro- you probably predict the matchups for the conference finals. I think it's going to be Tampa and New York on the eastern side. Uh, I think Vegas will get through Vancouver. It might be, and the Avalanche
0: are going to win. Yep. It, so it'll be Vegas and Colorado. Yep. I thought and we were, we're shitting make... on the Avalanche. No, no, they they fucking suck. But we're,
1: we're they're up 5-0 win. now. They scored two in the time that we okay, talking. okay, okay.
0: Five zero goalie. We're going to make it. i will tell you, right, I promise you that. Colorado Avalanche watched that game last night. Watched the Nuggets play their asses off and saw that they can make it three. They can come back from three one. I mean, just ask fucking Draymond. Ask Draymond what happens to 3-1 leads, boy? They get broken. Yeah. 3-1 leads are meant to be broken. And it's going to it's going to Denver Sports get ready baby because we're about to have good 2-3-1 leads be broken in
1: the matter of a week. Watching that interview that Landeskog was given before we started recording the podcast, there is a different look in his eye and he did he had the right kind of bounce back mindset after that game last night. It, he looked like he was going to be on a mission and he's the captain for a reason, so uh um, Hopefully, when I watch the highlights, it's as good as I think it's going to look, and then they can continue to build I,
0: on I, I, what I want right now is I want them to hold this lead. I don't, I don't want them to. Think about this game too much. If they do hold on to a 5-0 lead and win, I mean, fucking Stars scored seven goals against Calgary, so nothing's fucking safe. But if Avs are able to hold on to the 5-0 lead, win this game, they should completely scrap this game, move on to the next one like, heart. same mindset as game four. We're still down in the series. All we need to do is get this to game seven, get it to a fucking game seven, and get the end where anything can happen. That's all. That's what their mindset needs to be.
1: It's one game at a time. Same thing we said when the Nuggets went down 3-1. Now it's just one game. One game at a time. One game. One game, you, game at you time, win this do one, a time, You win this one, flush it, onto the next one. Even if you, even if you dominate like they, they're dominating right now, but the Stars are the scariest team to face when you have a five-goal lead. Ten, Any right. kind of lead against wrong. the Stars is terrifying the right streakiest now. streakiest team in the league. Hopefully, uh, you know, it's been the defense. It's been the defense that has been really hurting them, and I, I hope that the defense is playing better tonight. Getting Because Francis, honestly, has played a little bit above his head. He's, he's,
0: I think Hutchinson is starting tonight, but I mean, I, I may be wrong, but either way, we're going to need good goaltending.
1: And you got to have good defense in front of them because, I mean, I don't know how goalies stop pucks anyways when they're coming that fast and it's just a little piece of rubber. I played catcher and I can't even imagine trying to catch something that goes that fast. That's that small, but you got to have defense to clear the net in front. So that, that's going to be the big key moving forward. But then once you get up against Vegas. Or well, Van, we're, or we're Vancouver. not we're gonna
0: we're not gonna look that far ahead. We need to take one game at a time. I agree. We'll just continue to put
1: Sagan. Th- next week and next Jamie week ben,
0: when we win, we'll we'll talk about that. But we need to continue
1: to, to put so. Sagan and Jamie Ben and Pavelski into the boards as much as possible because the games that they've won, they've out hit the stars three to one. The the game the last game that the Avalanche won, it was I think they had sixty hits in the entire game, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, and lean on your leadership that you have, and let your skilled players play. That's those are the two keys moving forward for this Avalanche team. Um, and I, I, th- I am a diehard Avalanche fan. They're probably the team that I am tied to most in Colorado. And I really hope that they're going to pull this one, pull them, pull themselves together. Yeah, I, I get mean, your shit together.
0: I know. I've I'm I'm obviously tied to the Nugs a little bit more because of my history and growing up loving those Denver Thuggets with. Kenyon and Marcus Camby and Nene and J.R. Smith. I mean, th- those are my prime days. I, I, as a little kid, watching these, w- watching the great Nuggets teams. Obviously, no championships, but watching those great Nuggets teams, you couldn't help but love this team. Went away for a little while. Once um, we traded Melo and we had those years where we had to deal with Ty Lawson and <laughs> JaVale fucking McGee. Yeah, JaVale McGee was a Denver Nugget. Look it up. I promise you he was. We traded Nene Hilario for him and it was ugh, we overpaid him way too much. I'm pretty sure we're still fucking paying him. But we went through a lot of dark days and it's so, so nice to, to breathe. Yep. And know that this team has such great potential, and they're showing it. It's then
1: they're showing it. It's it's beautiful. It's one of the biggest turnarounds I can remember in a sports team that's that's been in Colorado. Yeah, in Colorado, we're, we're not turnarounds because
0: no, we're still saying three-one baby. Don't forget LeBron James.
1: Well, that's yeah. Three, but yeah, turn around. Justin, yeah, in, in Colorado sports, they they definitely have earned their their spot, and they're getting their due at this point. Uh, the other thing that happened since we recorded last, the two Colorado fighters took the cage last weekend. One one Anthony Smith didn't really.
0: We, I mean, I I was wrong. I was wrong. We actually had four on the card. Oh. Um, I, the, that I, makes I sense. I, did, I didn't check the undercard. Yeah. But we did have four, so we did come out two and two though. Okay. Um, Zach Cummings had. a... I mean, one. Uh, it was a good fight, but it was one of the most boring fights, and he had a head. He had a head kick that just completely stunned the guy and pretty much sealed the deal for his win. And then Neil Magny showing his ruthless, I'm saying ruthless because that's Robbie Lawler's nickname, his ruthless side and just obliterating the jiu-jitsu in the ground game on Robbie Lawler, and he took that one. And unfortunately, um, title contender Anthony Smith, who's tra- from Nebraska but trains out of um, Factory X, lost in the main event. But, I mean, those are great fights. Anthony Smith, Alexander Rakich is a great fighter. He had knockout power. A dude can knock anybody out in a fucking second. He's going to be a problem in that division. Hopefully Anthony Smith come back. Um I don't know what is wrong with him. This this fight obviously the last fight he didn't have it and he had a lot of other things personal going on. But I mean, let's let's go back. We got we got hit on this. Neil Magny. I I see him jumping
1: into the in the title picture, don't you? Well, Looking at the the rankings now, he's got to wait behind Burns because Burns probably yeah. uh, has the next shot. But other than that, in the welterweight division,
0: he's not he's not next in line. But he's no, right; he's getting close. He's I think he's got to
1: he's got to take out one guy in the top. Five, which would be a Leon Edwards, a Douglas, uh, Douglas Lima's not in the UFC. Yeah, I think
0: maybe Edwards, maybe. You um, can
1: have maybe Colby Covington. Colby Covington. Yeah, if Covington loses. He's going to fight
0: Tyron. Yeah, if he he loses to Woodley, I think Magny wins that matchup against Covington, honestly. Because, I mean, Magny has the length. Yeah. And he has the jujitsu and the wrestling game that is not normal for a guy that big. He's, yeah. The Dude has his 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 reach, I believe, was ten inches longer than Robbie Lawler. I mean, it might have been nine or eight, but it was right. It felt like ten inches because he was popping him in the mouth yeah. from, from distance, and then he was like, "You know what? Let's close the distance." It took him to the ground and dominated. Man, I think. Be great to have a Colorado fighter win another championship, um, UFC championship. And I think he right now is in prime position to be that next
1: he, one. He's probably going to be the next one. Um, that, that
0: division is Murder's Row, though. Like that, that, Top to bottom, that division is insane.
1: I think outside of lightweight is probably the most mm-hmm. competitive division. Lightweight's mm-hmm. insane right now. Lightweight with, with Habib and, and
0: Poirier and Connor, obviously. Justin Gaethje, Gaethje as he's well. He's
1: another Colorado guy, went to UNC. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I, I think Gagey might win. T- might get a title shot before Magny does.
0: He already he already has a plan with Habib. Yeah, so he, but, I mean, he's I October twenty fourth. Yeah. But he, I, I don't know about him beating Habib. That's the only thing.
1: the The thing is, is that Gaethje was a Division one college wrestler, so yeah. that's going to be something. And Gaethje's gotten really good with his hands. Trevor Whitman is a stand up master. We saw what he did with Carwin because Carwin was just a big linebacker who decided that he was going to be a wrestler. He was just bigger and stronger than everybody else, and then he learned a little bit of boxing technique, and we saw what that did for him. Gaethje's starting to be that kind of guy. He's not just biting down on his mouthpiece and throwing hands. He's smarter. And When he fought Tony Ferguson, he dominated the entire fight, and Tony Ferguson, I think, is one of the top lightweights to ever fight in the UFC. Mm-hmm. He was on a huge win streak. He's a guy that you can never take lightly, and Gaethje beat him up and TKO'd him in the fifth round. Gaethje's got a chance against Nur- Nur- Nurmagomedov, better than anybody else because he has I that wrestling background. That. The background it, it, of wrestling is something we don't have to talk about it now because it's uh, going to happen in October. We'll talk
0: about that in October. But Habib is just Habib, bro. Are you kidding me? The dude fucking wrestled bears. This, Are you shitting me? That's no gonna one's going to be able to touch him.
1: His dad just died, and his dad was his. He's playing. His, yeah, his dad was his trainer. His dad was his his, his life. So uh, it's unfortunate. I hope that he doesn't. Hopefully it doesn't affect him as much as I think it's going to, but that kind of a life event has a way of affecting fighters sometimes. Oh, the dude sure. fucking
0: wrestled bears. Oh, my God. We'll talk about that more next month, but holy shit, the dude wrestled fucking bears. The dude's an animal. I don't know if he's going be, to be, be beaten by anybody. Best hat
1: game in UFC by far. <sighs>
0: best hat no, game. No, 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 no. Cowboy's throwing it at the cowboy hat. So. Uh, that fuzzy hat. <laughs> that fuzzy hat, though.
1: Um, and he put it on Joe Rogan, so props Oh uh, uh, Yeah,
0: that, that's props for that, too. Everybody loves good old Joe Rogan. All
1: right. That's that's last week in sports. Um, actually, it hap- It ended up happening last week, and a lot of the players that were playing, um, were, we're not going to get into detail about the boycotts. Obviously, they happened. The games that were supposed to be taking place on Thursday all got pushed to the weekend. Um, so that, that did end up happening. We're just going to try and keep this a little bit more neutral and, and upbeat than going into that whole, whole mess. Um, but – educate yourself about everything that's going on before you make a statement on it. Boycotts happen and then obviously Chadwick Boseman um, who was he, he has two really big sports movie roles in Draft Day and 42 and then obviously was Black Panther who was the first African American superhero to be on screen. Um, Chadwick Boseman ended up passing away at colon cancer that uh, he'd been fighting for the past four years which you wouldn't have been able to tell with the the movies that he's been putting out but it was unfortunate that that ended up happening in the in the time that it did because it, it ended up being a pretty tough middle of the week last week. Yeah
0: um, twenty uh, twenty continues to live up to its shittiest year in history. I mean, Chadwick Boseman has been. I mean, I remember seeing him for the first time in the forty two movie and Jackie Robinson movie and you no know, just seeing the potential that he had and the the great effects. I think one one story that really blew my mind was Andrew McCutcheon's tweet. He tweeted out. He's like, well, I, he remembers going to the premiere in Pittsburgh with with him, and he was the star of everything that that day in the premiere, and um, he was just so starstruck by all the players there. And no one, no, he always was a bigger person outside himself. He he was star. Sh- he loves being around all the Marvel people. Um, he he loved being around Down, Downey Jr., um, Thor, uh, Chris Hemsworth, whatever it may be, Chris Evans, like. That group brought him in. He shined more than, more than, a lot of people did expected him to, and he brought to, brought a life to the character no one probably thought
1: was possible at one point. Um, King Tutshala probably never gets made if if Chadwick Boseman isn't around, because Chadwick Boseman also I don't think you could have had a better person to play Jackie Robinson with as mm-hmm. big of a role as that was, and. Um, Being a baseball fan and growing up growing up playing baseball, I I knew a lot about the Jackie Robinson story and it was gonna be very tough for somebody to play him in a movie and I think that He did he absolutely nailed it. He he got the uh, It's tough because seeing somebody like that and knowing the stuff that happened to Jackie Robinson and then having to pretend that it happened to you, but he didn't it wasn't like he was pretending. It was almost you almost felt bad for him as the actor in the movie because that's that's just what he brought to Everything that happened—it's—it's it's unfortunate. Cancer fucking sucks. Cancer's been oh, a, a cancer. fucking nightmare this year, uh, just me personally with with family and um, everything else going on. But re- rest in power, Chadwick Boseman. Um, King T'Challa
0: forever. Wakanda forever.
1: He's gonna continue to live on through his movie roles, and hopefully, he everybody continues to to watch him and remember him through those because I know that's probably what he would want in this time obviously because he made half of the movies that he he has in the past few years while battling four
0: four years battling cancer and I mean none of us knew like it's he made he made Black Panther made Avengers made Infinity War like Infinity War and Endgame Mm -hmm. like the dude I mean there was pictures of him earlier this year and no one knew about his cancer and no no one knew exactly what was happening to him and it's unfortunate you don't really know how much you cherish someone until Cherish like how good an actor he was until they like, gone and probably could say the same thing like I remember back to remember when Robin Williams passed away yeah. that was the same lines as I feel right now with, with Bozeman he had that impact where whenever he was on the screen you just knew something incredible was going to happen it's unfortunate hopefully uh, Marvel does a great job of honoring him in future movies and whatever it may be um, I, I don't doubt Marvel because Marvel is a great um, enterprise and great comic book mm-hmm. comic book series but
1: um, rest, in, rest in power and Wakanda we'll forever, that's for sure. <sighs> it's, it's tough to transition out of that. Um, now we get to talk about something that I've been looking forward to for a long time, and I'm glad that it's happening. We've got NFL starting next Thursday, so we'll have more of a week one preview. But first game, Texans and Chiefs, I know it hurts you that the Chiefs ended up getting the opening day game. They it's won a the Super Bowl. What, that's, that's what right. happens when you get when when you win the Super Bowl, they're playing the Texans, which is not going to be as good of a matchup now, not having DeAndre Hopkins. I mean I mean they might
0: they might go and sign Leonard Fournette. So yeah, that know would knows.
1: be that would be something. But they, they did just sign David Johnson, so that's true. I don't, they don't, I don't necessarily need a running back.
0: Yeah, but Bill O'Brien doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Bill O'Brien's
1: basically playing Madden but in real life and uh, that's the bad part about having a coach who's an all-powerful GM. Started running into it a little bit with uh, Shanahan here in Denver when you just don't make the best decisions anymore. Unless
0: you're Bill Belichick, being a coach and a general manager at the same time is very difficult job. That's for sure.
1: But that's going to be exciting. It'll be. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how it looks without fans. But obviously, the rest of the sports have been pretty decent. Based...
0: Well, I mean, I got. I got to point this out real quick. Chiefs do have, I think, 16,000 fans able to go to the first game, so I'm very interested to see how that happens. If everything goes smoothly with that, I would very highly expect the rest of the league to follow suit. I mean, as as my family owns season tickets, I would love to see that, because obviously season ticket holders will probably have precedent, so if the Broncos do decide to possibly do that, that would be huge, because I do think a stadium that big outdoors, you might be able to move a little easier. I mean, we, we, it's all going to be a play, like, it's all going to be figured out as we go. If the Chiefs is a success and ha- having a few fans there, obviously not a full stadium, but having enough fans there, if it's a success, I expect that rest the to fall suit.
1: It'll be, yeah, right now it's, the NFL is leaving it up to the individual states. So Texas and Arizona are going to have more fans allowed, and then places like New York and California are not going to have any. Um, so that'll be, since it's not, you una- Uniform across a whole league like baseball. That's going to be something to keep pay attention to. Um, but I think the football is still going to be pretty decent. All the teams just had scrimmages in their stadiums this past weekend. You obviously paid a lot of. Te- you, I don't know if you paid attention I, to the scrimmage, yeah. but you're a big Broncos fan. I watch the Broncos because they're always on. I'm a huge Bengals fan. Which yeah, cue the tiny violin and the, and the crying sad music. It's Trash. Been a, it's been a very. It's been a very rough. Uh, the Whole life
0: for you. I've, 30, had, I've had
1: my ups at least. <laughs> Thirty years since the Bengals have won a playoff game.
0: You, yeah, you haven't been alive that long. So,
1: so it's obviously I got high hopes coming up for this season, and I'm the guy who at, before the national championship I was saying don't draft Burrow, don't draft Burrow, draft Chase Young. He's a sure thing. Now seeing some of the stuff, I really like how Joe Burrow is a rookie, but he's becoming a leader because that's what the the Bengals lacked. The Broncos are starting to see a similar thing with Drew Lock because now he's taken over. He's going to be the starter to open the season. I know you were super excited about him last year. What do you expect from the Broncos? We'll get into we'll get into specifics later on, but what do you expect? Just bird's eye view, looking at them this year. So
0: right now, I look at our schedule and I look at the way things are going. I expect a 500 year. I expect eight and eight. I expect nothing less than 500 or above. If this team is able to. Keep a 500 records, stay middle of the pack, and fight for a wild card because I think that's where we're at right now. Like we said last week's podcast, this this young team needs needs some development. Is is Colin Sutton gonna be that star wide receiver? Is Jerry Judy gonna have a breakout year? Is Drew Locke gonna have a breakout year? It's the big question is gonna be on the offensive end, defensive end. You know what you're gonna get from Chubb and Von Miller. You know what you're gonna get with Justin Simmons. Um, the offensive end is gonna be the big question. There's gonna be there's gonna be games where um, Broncos are going to rely heavily on the defense. I mean, you're not going to be able to do that against the Chiefs. You're not going to have to put up points against them. Yeah. But I expect to be – not to win the division because the Chiefs are going to fucking walk away with that bullshit because, obviously, Mahomes is a problem. But I expect us to fight for a wild card. Um, I would not be surprised if we are right there with the Chiefs. I'd say maybe two two games back, three games back. I think, I think our division games, I think we're better than the Chargers. I think we're better than the Raiders. The Chiefs are way better, but – our schedule is a lot easier than people are thinking about. Um, Titans are going to give it its trouble Monday night. Not next Monday, but the following Monday, week one. But I, I mean, I expect this team to be 500. If we're anything less than that, then it's, 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 it's terrible. We're back to square one. But being a 500 team right now is what we need to look at and fight for that wild card spot because we're not winning the division. Let's just be honest. We're not winning the division. So if we can scrap and fight and claw for that wild card spot. I mean, if you look at the teams that wild card spot, look at Pittsburgh. Who knows what they're gonna be with big Ben. And
1: um, Broncos play Pittsburgh week two, so exactly. that'll be interesting. Um Cleveland, if they're able to get their shot. I don't together. think Cleveland trust me, I'm an NFC North or AFC North fan Cleveland's Cleveland's all hype. All smoke.
0: Yeah, I, so I I mean the Titans are gonna be there with the Colts. Like it's it's those are the teams we're gonna have to contend with. And I look at our roster and I think our defense is great. Our defense is the, is if is better if not is as good, if not better, than some of these teams in the wild card spot. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think we're right there in the wild card position, where we should be. We should have that mindset of we are a wild card team, and we should go out and play like it. We're better than Chargers, better than the Raiders. Um, the Chiefs is the only
1: problem. Yeah, the Chiefs will be tough in the division, and then looking at the schedule, I think the Saints is a bad matchup for the Broncos because Drew Brees is tough is going to be tough to beat for. Mm-hmm. Drew yeah. Brees versus Drew Lock is not going to is not a marquee matchup yet. That could be down the I mean, line. Maybe
0: it is if Julak has an insane first half of the year, but not right now. Um, and or, then,
1: yeah. But they do get the Patriots, and nobody knows what the Patriots are going to look like. They Cam, gotta, Cam
0: has had a lot of great things said about him so far. So
1: They have a pretty easy middle of the schedule, and then they have uh, they finish out with a lot of division games, and then obviously they play the Chiefs twice. So that will be interesting yeah, for them. That's what I'm
0: saying. If you're if you're a Broncos fan, you, you have a lot of high hope, but don't get your horses too rattled up. Don't put the cart before the don't horse. Don't put the cart before the horse. There is still work to, this team is still very young. Like we, This is, how I feel about the Broncos right now are what the Nuggets were last year. Like I, we were a very young team, raw talented. Uh, we didn't know who was going to show up on a certain night. Um, I think the Broncos could make that step, maybe be a wild card team, and then maybe the following year make a run, who knows, whatever it may be. But I think we need to develop our guys good, make sure, make Make sure that offense is
1: running running smoothly. They have a pretty solid interior of, of their offensive line. The tackles are scary. Uh, yeah, we still
0: don't talk about number seventy two. Yeah. We're, we're not until he if, if he doesn't have a hold in the first half of the season. I'll say his name, but we're
1: not talking about seventy two. So we're not going to say his name at all this season because that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, and on my side with the Bengals. Um, I'm not expecting – I mean, it'd be not, I think High Hopes was is second wild card spot. That's as high as it can go. I'm not going to come in and say Burrow is going to win them a Super Bowl because no rookie quarterback has ever won a Super Bowl. Um, and there's a lot of other players that they need to get. You don't go 2-14 and 14 and then all of a sudden turn it around. This is not a sport that you can no, go, Oh, I mean the 49ers did that. But they. But that was like three of... years of really good drafts. The, ba- the Bengals this year have drafted pretty well. They picked up some depth at, li- depth at linebacker. Uh, Wyoming kid who Logan Wilson, who You're I think will be pretty good. are not relying heavily on
0: Montez Burford anymore. Oh, he's a Raider now. Yeah, right. he hasn't
1: been a Bengal for he hasn't been a Bengal since he scrambled Antonio Brown's brains. Yeah, uh, so that, that's how much you know about the Bengals. Sorry. Keep yeah, <laughs> they they got Jesse Bates at safety. Their defense, it's heavy up front. Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap. Linebacker needed a lot of work. Their secondary needs a lot of work. So they they obviously are still in the rebuilding phase. But they now have a quarterback. I think. Can be a set point that they can have be around. Joe Mixon has rushed for a thousand yards the last two seasons, which is insane because he's dodging six tackles in the backfield and, and still getting a thousand yards, which is, is great for him. Um, and Jonah Williams will finally get to play. And, yeah, he's
0: he's a stud out of Alabama. Yeah. The one thing I think for the Bengals, I think you guys need to do. You're gonna hate this, but I think you need to partially tank again. I think what you need to do is get in that five to ten range, maybe five to one. I'd say five to ten range, and pick up Jamar Chase out of LSU. Mm-hmm. Get a wide receiver who Joe Burrow is familiar with, has ton of success with at LSU. Have him paired with AJ Green. I don't know how long he signed
1: for. Uh, he's he's on a franchise tag right now, so depending on how this if you, year goes, you we'll, sign him whatever it may yeah. be. But if you if you don't play as well, but if you and
0: Fall into that five to ten draft range. and get a guy like Jamar Chase. You could have an explosive, explosive offense again, or you could see a. I'm not gonna. This is this is outlandish, but you could see a Drew B's Michael Thomas connection, or two dudes that are just on the same page constantly yeah. in Cincinnati. And I mean, I I don't know how you feel about that tanky until a year, but. Oh, I, think, I think that's a great that'd be a great thing to do if you are
1: able to get Jamar Chase next year. I think the timeline is set for I don't I don't even think they need to tank. I think they're just good enough to possibly like like one few, more fewer games yeah. than last year. Playing as good as they can probably gets them to five and ten. Five and eleven, six and ten. Their over under for wins right now is five and a half. I would take the over if we we're if this was beats of the week, I'd say take the over on the five and a half wins because I I think Joe Burrow does add that Having a quarterback that I know is a winner and will be pissed off if they lose, because Andy Dalton was too nice of a guy. Uh, they were just really talented when they were making playoff runs with him. Their their schedule. I mean, outside of the Ravens, the Browns are talented, but they looked like shit last year. All Baker's play, if Baker's not chugging beers
0: at Indian Indians games. Maybe he's gonna show up and be decent, but who knows? And fuck the Steelers.
1: That's that's my team that I hate. More than anything in the I world. I don't really understand. I don't like the Steelers either, but... More than anything in the world. it's That's my Raiders. Those, those are my Raiders. That's so, fair. That's fair. Um, but they get to play the Washington football team, which will be a win. Uh, the Colts. Oh, so? Yeah, the Washington football team. Uh, I think the Cowboys... <laughs> the no-names. The Cowboys, they play in December, and that's the Cowboys no. fall, 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 they fall asleep in December. Yeah, that's fair. Because they don't have to worry about winning the division down the stretch. So I think that'll be something... They'll, they'll surprise some people, but I don't see it being a playoff run this year. Uh, but we'll talk more about the NFL. We'll talk about football forward. a
0: lot more next week. If the Obviously, if the Nuggets and Avalanche both lose, this is probably nah, – no, it won't be the last time you hear about us talking about it, but uh, if they both come out with dubs within the next week, you'll be hearing a lot more about basketball and hockey still just yep. because Jamie's a big hockey guy and I'm a huge basketball guy.
1: But NFL, NFL will have a day, don't you worry. If you couldn't tell, Nico's a basketball fan by the, the twenty five minute rant on the Nuggets at the beginning.
0: Oh, and if you haven't been following our tweets about the games, obviously we're recording on Monday night, so we didn't get to do the ABS game. Which maybe maybe we should stop doing the ABS and just continue with the Nuggets cause yeah, it, I don't because because I don't know. But I went on about a fifty tweet rant about the Nuggets game, losing my mind, about to throw my fucking remote at the TV. Like it was just. Oh, my God. I, you, you don't realize how well I, sleep, I slept last night. You have no idea. I slept like a sweet baby knowing Jamal dropped 50 again. Oh, I hope I can do the same thing tomorrow.
1: If you know Nico personally, you know that he's a little bit more reserved. And then when I saw him tweeting about the Nuggets game, the, the big fucking honey, he, he's definitely passionate about Second basketball.
0: best nickname. or the, Jokic has the two best nicknames in the NBA right now, and I'm fucking saying that. And it's Joker and Big Honey. If, if you guys don't know, if you didn't see the TNT, I think it was last year, um, Shaq reminded uh, Joker of the, the Big Honey nickname, and he absolutely hated it. I mean, I love it. I think it's fucking hilarious. Every, every time, time every time he nails a 3, I yell Big Honey. So hopefully, like we said, Nuggets playing Tuesday night. Hopefully we come out with a dub, and hopefully we can talk about Nuggets versus Clippers. So.
1: That'll be something. Now we're going to wrap it up with our normal segments. Uh, We'll start with Beats of the Week. You want to go first this time?
0: Yeah, so uh, we talked about the NBA or we talked about the Raptors-Celtics series a little bit. I still think Toronto can make a lot of great adjustments. Right now, they're plus 150 to win the series, which I think is ridiculous after game one. I think that still should be a toss-up. Obviously, being one game down hurts, but Nick Nurse is the best coach in the league. There's a reason why he got coach of the year, why he's been incredible for that team, so... I don't know. I still think Raptors can win that series, so they're plus one hundred and fifty right now. I'd take that. What's your next one?
1: My my first one. I have the Heat to win the game in six. It's a little bit. It's the Fanduel props that you have to go on. They're plus eleven hundred. Fanduel, to if win. you're
0: listening, help us out.
1: Yeah, anybody. We're BetMGM. We're Denver
0: Sports Betting. We hear you. We're entertaining
1: we'll you. all suitors. Um, so if you guys want to help us out, but I, I was looking at Fanduel earlier, plus eleven hundred for the Heat to win in six. You obviously predicted the Heat to win in six originally. Now it mm-hmm. might be five. I hope, for the sake of the bet, I hope it goes six. I think maybe Giannis. Giannis is good enough to possibly steal two, but I don't think that he's good and enough. And Jimmy to carry. is saying
0: this after two weeks ago, saying that he Giannis is overhyped. So let me just remind you that Jimmy
1: said Giannis is overhyped. I say a so. lot of shit. I if you talk like if you talk as much as I do, you end up having some bad takes, just like Stephen A. Stephen A. has had a sports broadcasting career for like thirty years. And it's based off of saying outlandish shit and then apologizing for it, or not apologizing for it, and then wearing a big ass cowboy hat whenever the cowboys lose because they you, you just gotta you gotta play you gotta ride out the storm and you'll get to a good take at some point. But I have the heat plus eleven hundred to win the series in six. Plus
0: eleven hundred is ridiculous. That yeah, like, that's, whatever. That's big money. That's big money there. I hope it gets six for you, but I don't understand how that's eleven hundred. Maybe the vet, the betters are thinking it's
1: going to end in five. Yeah, um, it could be a sucker's bet where they think that they, they could get swept or something. But I don't know. at this point, it's it's good. I mean, numbers. they can't get
0: swept anymore. But still, either way, yeah. Or yeah. the Bucks get swept. Yeah, yeah that's, sorry.
1: Sorry. Yeah. Um, and my next one, I have the Islanders and Flyers series to go six games. That's plus two seventy. Um, it's it's that's a little bit more out there. I don't think that's going to happen necessarily. I think it, the most it goes is five because um, right now the the light the Islanders are up three one, but. You know Connor Hart, if he shows up, if he's Carter playing, Hart, yep. Carter Hart, if he shows up and if he's playing, he is one of the top goaltenders in the playoffs right now, but the Islanders with Anders Lee and that top line is also humming for them, and, and like we said, they're on the biggest hot streak ever. If they're at the craps table, they're staying there until they lose one hand. Uh, if you ever seen the hangover, you never walk away from the table when you're on a heater. That's why they have the, the windows. There's no windows in Vegas casinos because then you, you never know what time it is, but that, that that looked like a pretty decent money line um for something that could happen, but that's a little bit more out there, I think yeah than my first so one. for
0: my next one um right now that like we we won't be able to talk about this like this won't be posted if it doesn't happen, but there's good possibility with this, but oh I forgot to write down the plus minus but the, as right now. To go over six and a half games, which basically means go to seven games, was plus about I believe eight hundred around that around that on BetMGM Sports. If you're an Avs
1: fan and you want Game Seven, like
0: that's a bet you gotta take.
1: At this point, if you're an Avs fan, you have to hope for Game Seven, so I put some money down. I mean, you yeah. have that bet you put in that bet last week that it could end up getting. Squashed at some point. But. Yeah,
0: I, I've done a lot of idiotic bets so far, so maybe you shouldn't be listening to me. But maybe you should. Who knows? Uh, I, I I did my my two UFC picks last week
1: fucking flopped. So you, uh, you win stop, some, maybe you stop some.
0: talking to me. Just listen to my idi- idiocy and what I'm gonna lose my money on.
1: Yeah, just do the opposite of what Nico says. Exactly, don't listen to me, do the opposite. Um, And then my last one, I have OSP, who's fighting this weekend. Ovin St. Prue? Ovin St. Prue, he was the first guy to kind of... Another great UFC card. He he kind of gave John Jones a little bit of a scare when he first came back to the octagon. I don't think that... um, It was more of a a ring rust thing for John Jones, but Ovin St. Prue is plus 160. Plus 110 to win this weekend and he's the finisher he has he's got the most von Flew chokes in ufc history and he's got some knockout one power the
0: weirdest if you don't know what a Von von choke is do me a favor look it up one of the weirdest submission attempts there is but it's cool to watch
1: and and he's got he's had a couple knockouts in his recent fights so i think osp plus 110 is a, is a pretty good bet for this weekend of fights coming up
0: yeah and then for my last one um so i if, if you know me, you know I like to play a little bit of tennis here and there. This week we have the U.S. Open, um, first tennis tournament back. I love watching. The I mean, U.S. Open has always been on my TV because it's always the beginning of the school year for me. and It's always good to just have a night because the the games go on into the night. And right now there's basketball and hockey and, what, and about to be football on, so it's kind of been under the rug. Um, but it's always been fun to watch. Right now Daniel Time is plus 1,000 to win the U.S. Open, which is the tennis tournament right now. Time is um time time whatever maybe I think he, I'm pretty sure he's German, but he he's the number two seed right now. Jokovic, Djokovic is obviously the favorite, but time has had. I mean, I'm not gonna talk too much about tennis because no one really gives a fuck. But he he's he's had some good tournaments, and he's he's a very big underdog for a guy that I think can make a big run. So upsets are
1: bound to happen in tennis too.
0: Yeah, there's talking about tennis for about two minutes. Probably last time you'll hear about that till Wimbledon comes back on. So. Um, well, I'll, I'll let you go. Play of the week. Uh, I think we, this play of the week is going to be interesting because there isn't really a main one like we had last week with yep. Luca. So I think it's this should be a good one. Did spell. you win
1: last week or did I? I think I won. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll double check. It trade, was close, but, but it, yeah. I even had my family bet against me in, last, in one of the ones yeah, I, last week. Yeah. So. Uh, I have Andridge, Polak. He had a one-timer from the blue line, which um, if you look at it, Objectively, a one-timer from the blue line is pretty good because the goalie has enough time to see the puck coming, mm-hmm. uh, but he ended up sneaking one past, and that was a huge goal for the Lightning, and it was on one of their hot streaks against the Bruins. I've been watching a lot of Tampa Bay hockey because they've been the game that's on before the avalanche, so they've been impressing me a lot. I think uh, uh, that'll be – I'll talk more about the Lightning in the next – in the player of the week too, but Andrej Palat, one-timer from the blue line, half-clapper from the blue line, is what the, the hockey players, the Canadians, would have called it, called it. That's my play of the week for this week.
0: So my play of the week, this is going to shock a lot of people. This is my second uh, golf play of the week. <laughs> and the first one didn't play out too well, but this has got to win. You shouldn't be. So John Ram, playoff to win the BMW Championship against Dustin Johnson, who almost shot a 59, which is the cra- one of the craziest uh, feats to make in all sports. 59 under or not fifty nine, shoot 59 on a 60-whatever-may-be hole on a course, sorry. It's crazy. He pushed Dustin Johnson to a playoff and sunk sunk a 66-foot putt for the championship, BMW championship. Very unheard of. I mean, I tweeted it out on our our Far End of the Bench page that I I saw it two hours later. I didn't even know what happened. But incredible. Dude, the putt completely curved like it. Like you can't just go watch it. I promise you, we'll post the video and everything, but you won't want to miss it. That was such a good putt. It, it's golf, like I said, so not very love sport, but I, I, it, it 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 was a great
1: putt. I'll give you some love in my head when I was watching the video. I had Vern Lundquist in my head from Happy Gilmore. Like, <laughs> hold it, hold it, no, because get in your home. A six, 66 foot putt. That's six feet longer than a pitching mound is from home plate. Uh, if you want some metric of how far that is. And I know a lot of people suck at putt-putt. <laughs> uh, who, who ever thought of making a 66-foot hey, putt? My putt-putt
0: game is pretty strong. But yeah, it's six 66-foot six putt. Like just six basketball hoops, six and a half basketball hoops away from a hole. And try to putt one basket ten feet away. That's ridiculous. Dude, one clutch, like that's my play of the week. It's probably going to lose because it's fucking golf.
1: Um it's but, it's a barn burner this week. Hey, I thought box, it was so. sick. I thought it
0: was pretty sick because I'm a sports fan of all sports or a fan of all sports. So just a
1: competitive guy. I,
0: I think my player of the week is pretty obvious. Um, it's it, <laughs> it's the fucking legend that dropped fifty last night, dropped forty two the night before, dropped fifty in game uh, four. Jamal fucking Murray, dude. Like we like we like we said earlier. Dude's been on an absolute heater. Um, I hope he comes out again tomorrow and just obliterates them. Like we said, man's playing with a heart on his sleeve. I'm not going to d or beat a dead dead horse here, but the dude is playing as a superstar. He is a superstar. He is. We don't need another fucking piece with this team. Jokic is an all-star, and now Jamal Murray, the
1: blue fucking
0: arrow, is an is an absolute superstar too. So that's my play of the week or player of the week. Excuse me.
1: He had a hell of a week. I'll give him that, and he proved me wrong. Made me eat my words a little bit. Second
0: time I picked him, by the way. Probably going to bite me in the ass. I got another
1: repeat pick. Nikita Kucherov, the the captain for Tampa Bay. He is the star of Tampa Bay. He's the reason why they're beating the the defending Eastern Conference champions. uh, 3-1 right now in the series. He has six points in the last two games, and he had a four-point game in the 7-1 blowout of the Bruins. I love watching the Bruins get their shit kicked in. And Nikita Kucherov has been the boot that has been continuing to do that. He's a monster. He's a Russian rocket. Those Russians, you know, there's a reason why it was such a big deal. Miracle was a – there's a reason why Miracle was such a big deal. is because Russians know how to play hockey, and he's got Palat playing well, Braden Point playing well. He's the catalyst. He's – the Nathan McKinnon of Tampa Bay, and I think that he's got a good chance to push them into the. Eastern I hate to conference burst final.
0: your bowl, but Steven Stamkos is still the captain of the Lightning team. But Kucherov has been playing incredible, like we've been saying.
1: Kucherov's the star of the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's yeah. the guy that everybody remembers. Um, he's the guy that people most identify when they see him. So,
0: so yeah, we we appreciate you listening um, to another one of these episodes. We're at a minute or hour, tw- not minute, hour twenty. We're um, we're fairly consistent. Fair, right fairly in, right consistent. I um, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, dove into it a lot this week. Um, hopefully the Nuggets and Az are able to continue with their series. We'll keep live tweeting along. Yo. We'll keep retweeting a bunch of random shit. Um, we like to, we we like to engage with the audience on Twitter, especially um, Instagram as well. We post a lot of our things. Uh, Center attention episode went out tonight, uh, Monday this, this tonight. As just watched it. Um, hopefully. The Kobe Bryant tribute I had last week, and then obviously this week or this coming Monday, you'll see Jimmy's rant about management in Colorado sports. Uh, thank you so much for listening along. Um, Follow this, those pages at F-E-O-T-B-Pod. Um Yeah, that's that's we'll, we'll, we'll let it go there. So peace, everybody.
1: This is the dollar
0: was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them price and I made it a habit. Toting them pictures and serving them addicts. That was exciting to me. I'm so excited to be. Started with nothing, we had to inspire the bit. I'm feeling so to me. I'm getting to it, feel like the man. I got the plan. I call the shooters, they out with the van. Play with the squad, get piled like a sand. Piled like a perk. I'm going here, I'm going crazy. I'm here, sticking up for nigga? Let that that music, I look a slant. I'm in the kitchen, compressing the bird. Take out the nine and I sell it for 30 straight to the two-love. Busting the rolling